My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, hello, hello. This is Domini Drew. How is everyone out there? I hope you're all doing great. Welcome to this week's episode. I've got a great one for you. Very excited that you could join me, whether you're driving home from work or you're chilling at home. I encourage you to um, to listen anytime you'd like, to call in, give me your comments. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter as we're going, if you'd like. Um, people send me direct messages a lot, but feel free to post it publicly so everyone can see your question. Um, on Twitter, I am at Domini Drew. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W. And I'm the same on Instagram at Domini Drew. You can find me either place. Uh, you can also, of course, look me up on my website. I'm at DominiDrew.com. I like to keep everything very simple, as you can see. <laughs> and um, this is my little spot. I get to sit here from uh, f- for a while and chat with you guys about uh, my favorite topic in the world, which is uh, you know personal development work as it as it um, relates to sex and relationships and dating and um, and all of that really good shit. So <clears throat> a little bit about me. I run a I run a business where I help single men attract life partners through personal relationship coaching. And I work primarily with single men, um, but I also work with men in relationships. And sometimes I work with women as well. And uh, I do that through, you know, I've, I've done, I've done this work myself for uh, over 15 years, actually. And I'm an absolute poster child for its success. My life is completely different than it was when I started. Um, my outlook, my daily outlook is completely different. My, um, my ability to function in the world is totally different. And really, um, really it's, it's shaped me a huge amount. I used to get in my way all the time. I couldn't, you know, I didn't have good things happening in my life. I couldn't form solid, you know, relationships that were nourishing to me that, you know, I was, I was unhealthy. I hated my body. I had, you know, shit for self-confidence. Um, and that was really a, a very powerful, you know, powerful time. I was suicidal when I was young. Um, and really just really struggled with, with my, my place in the world. And I found this, um, this work that I now teach and, and it just absolutely turned my life around. I mean, I have, you know, stellar self-confidence. I've really gone through that process of falling in love with myself, which is a very powerful, um, a very powerful process to go to. And ultimately, you know, arguably kind of what we're all here for, um, to learn how to love yourself as you are. And then as you do, you, you shift, you change. And I primarily do that, um, you know, this, this process that I'm talking about is uh, really consists of, um, you know, you, you come in with X problem and you look back into your life for where you've, you formed unconscious beliefs at a young age. Okay. You had something happen to you when you're young. We talked about this last week in a lot of detail. Um, and you, you draw conclusions from it, you know, children generalize their experience. So when something happens to you as a kid, you go, oh, okay, well, this must be the way the world is. Don't even realize that you, you, uh, are deciding that, but you do in fact decide it. And then, um, and then, you know, off, off you go. Um, and so then, you, you know, from that point, you've, you've, you've internalized that so very deeply that you can't even find it in your later life. So you're like, that's weird. You know, why do I keep attracting crazy women? Um, okay, well, there's some reason, you know, that's not just an accidental thing. It's not the women, it's you. (laughs) Um, it's always about you. That's, that's really the first thing to, to come to grips with, because truly that's the only part that you can take control 
over, you know, that you can take responsibility for and also take credit for. So, you know, I have, I have guys sort of come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I'm single, I'm dating, but I think it's just, you know, it's my area or it's, you know, women these days or something. And I go, hmm, because as long the fact of the matter is that as long as you are blaming the world around you, you're powerless to fix the problem. I mean, that's just a fact, right? You cannot possibly do anything about an issue that you don't believe, you know, that you don't take responsibility for. So, um, you know, the line that I, I came up with that I really like is that self-responsibility is the key to self-mastery. And that's absolutely, absolutely true. It really is. So, <clears throat> so basically what I help these guys do is we, we go back, we find out, you know, what, what is happening unconsciously under the surface that's kind of running the show. And we bring it to consciousness. And honestly, as soon as you become aware of it, things start shifting immediately. You know, because the fact of the matter is, you know, if you knew what you were doing wrong that was making you unhappy, you'd fix it, right? So if you don't, that either means that you don't know what you're doing wrong or you don't want to fix it. You're not, you're not unhappy, okay? And that's really leading us into our topic today, which is going to be around drama. This is how to, how to ditch the drama queen. Um, you know, and I, I say queen because I, you know, I'm mostly talking to, to men, but this is absolutely just as true for women. Um, same as, you know, everything else that I teach. So, um, so really bringing it into that, um, that space of self-responsibility is an important place to start. Um, you know, something sort of attracts you to those, those crazy women, right? So let's talk about drama. Um, first of all, how do you tell what is drama and what isn't? Okay, like what exactly are we talking about here? Um, because, you know, normal relationships have fights. Normal relationships can have um, repeating fights. Um, and that's not necessarily bad. In fact, I'm going to do an episode. Uh, I just had an idea earlier today, do an episode on, on how to fight well. You know, fight. Fighting's not bad. Don't be afraid of fighting. Don't be afraid of conflict. It's part of life. It does not need to be a huge part of life necessarily. Um, but avoiding it's not any better than over-engaging in it. Okay, both are, are defensive in nature. In other words, if you are, are in drama all the time and you can't kind of exist without it, that's a, a defense, an emotional defense. You know, let's, let's keep the excitement going to see, you know, to um, usually to avoid what's, what's going on inside, right? We love to distract ourselves and escape. Um, or you're avoiding it entirely. That's also not good. Okay. Um, whether you're refusing to let it in at all, or you're, you know, uh, kind of obsessed with it. Um, either one is, is a defense because if you didn't need to defend yourself against fighting, you would just let fights come up. You'd go through them and then you'd let them go. Okay. That's always the shape of a uh, of scenario when you're undefended. So if you, um, you know, somebody comes up to you and I don't know, a friend tells you that they hated something that you did last summer, but that's not something that you're insecure about. You know, let's say somebody comes up and says, Hey, listen, like, I really, I hated what you did at the weekend, you know, this party last weekend, it made me feel da da da. If I don't have an issue around that, in other words, if, if there's no you know, I'm not worried about losing friends or I'm not worried about being criticized or those aren't my particular issues in life. You'll have other ones. Then I'll just go, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry that happened. Here's here with my perspective or here's where I was coming from or you're right, there was no excuse. I apologize. And then you let it go. And there's, there's no energy around it. Can you see that? It's just sort of, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You know, I won't do that again. Or, I, you know, not that you have to even say that you're wrong if you don't think you are. You know, oh, I totally understand what you're saying there. Here's my perspective. You know, maybe you misunderstood. You know, whatever. But see how everything is sort of very calm, right? Whereas if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I hate what you did last weekend. And I go, oh, my God. Like, you're always criticizing me. And, you know, I can't do anything right. And you see how those are like, it's not quite related. <laughs> like, it's tangentially related. But it's not really about that what happened at the party that's how you know that it's my issue you know of course you know it's 
it's, it's a little bit, it's always a little bit both because it's, it's happening in both people's life experiences. But from my perspective, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's, um, that's on me. Okay. Which means I've got issues around, you know, if, if my response was, um, you know, God, you're always crazy. I can't do anything right. Then you've got some, some self-worth issues, right? And look inside and see, okay, why can't I do anything right? Like, can I, is there nothing that I can do right? Have I never done anything right in my entire life? Because there's always exaggerations. That's what the, you know, avoidance or, or obsession kind of goes. There's always, you're always pushing it one direction or another if there's defense, okay? Or freezing so that you don't feel anything. Um, but, but when there's no defense, you just sort of deal with the situation that's in front of you and you're not going anywhere else with it. Okay, you're not bringing in other issues um, or fighting about things that aren't the problem, you know, aren't really what's right in front of you. I mean, that's huge. You know, people do that all the time. So that's bringing us back to drama again. So how can you tell um, what's drama and what isn't? Okay. Fighting healthily is not drama. If you have a conflict come up in your relationship and you deal with it in a healthy way and you stay engaged and you you know, you, you, you do what you need to do and what the other person needs you to do through it. And then it goes away. You resolve it and it's done. Okay. Um, that is, is healthy. Okay. There's no problem with that. Now, if it's drama, first of all, it's going to cause you a lot of stress. Okay. That's the first sign of drama. If you are perpetually stressed in a relationship, you got drama big time. Okay. Um, again, I'm not saying that a, a healthy relationship won't have conflict, um, or, or fights or stress, but if it's perpetual stress, okay. Um, it feels a little bit different in your system. One, you're just like, you're worried, like, oh, we had this fight and it really does bother me that he, you know, I don't know, whatever she spends money that I don't, you know, I'm not comfortable with whatever the issues that you're fighting about. Um, it, it's really, it's a different, it's a different feeling. That feeling is sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm sad and worried and concerned about that. Stress is like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Okay. You're always, um, you're, you're, you're at a constant level of stress, right? Even when things are good, you're like worried that they're not going to be soon. Okay. So that's one sign that it's stress and not, um, uh, uh, excuse me, that it's drama and not, um, and not just healthy fighting. Okay. So there is a kind of a perpetualness to it. Okay. The second thing is having the same argument repeatedly. Okay. Another way of saying the same thing. Um, you know, if you're always fighting about the same shit, right. Or she's, um, you know, she's, she's like always bringing up the same things and, and the fights don't go anywhere. Okay. So causing you stress is the first one having the same argument repeatedly and then again, another related one, nothing significant shifts or moves or develops. Okay. So the problems never get solved. That's how you know it's not a normal fight. Okay. A normal fight, even if it doesn't get resolved right then, you've moved forward. You're in a different place at the end than you are at the beginning. Okay. And if you're not, then you're having a circular argument and there's no way out at all. Okay. So I'm emphasizing that because I really want you to understand that if you're not moving anywhere in your arguments, you'll just keep fighting about the same shit forever. Okay. You'll be having those same arguments and same, you know, emotional outbursts or stress or whatever you're dealing with in five, 10 and 25 years. Okay. There is nothing. It is, it is running on a, uh, like a, like a rat wheel, you know, like one of those little gerbil wheels. Um, and it, and it, and it just flat out, it flat out doesn't move. It can't because you're, what's actually happening is that you're, you're fighting, you're fighting about something that's not really the point. And as long as you're fighting about something that's not really the point, you're not getting the fight out that needs to happen, which is about the point. But a lot of people do this and often they do it because they don't really know what the point is or they just don't want to admit it. That's also very common. So, um, 
you know, um, she's waiting for you to, to pick her up for, you know, this family event that, you know, her family event that you're going to as a guest and you're late and she starts going on and on about you, you know, for how you're always late. Like that may not be about you being late. Okay. Um, you know, it may be bringing up issues for her around, you know, you don't, she's concerned that you don't support her family or you don't like her family, or she's worried that, you know, her family's not going to like you, or she's worried that you're, you know, she thinks are constant disappointment and, you know, can you, you know, this late, this lateness sort of represents something else. Like, oh God, I'm always disappointed in you. Here you are late. See? And she's proving herself right. Right? Most humans are going around the world proving themselves right. Okay. That's ultimately the result of having these um, underlying insecurities is that we, we go out into the world and we look for situations that will prove us right. And then we feel attracted to those situations. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, why you're attracted to drama. Right. Um, that's, that's literally what I do. I work with attraction. Okay. And I work with attraction with sex and, uh, relationships, but really I'm just working with attraction. Why do you pull something towards you? Why are you drawn to something? What is it about that thing that, that attracts you? Right. Because attraction, and you've probably heard me say this before is completely and utterly authentic. Okay. You can't pretend it's there when it's not. And you can't pretend it's not there when it is. Okay. It is, you know, you may not understand it. You may not know why you're always attracted to crazy women. And that's where I come in. Okay. I help you understand, you know, how you're doing that and how to change it. Okay. So I solved that problem, but really, you know, this is, this is a pattern that I, that I see so much. Why are you attracted to what you're attracted to? You know, you always date women who are not really going anywhere in life, or you always date women who are powerful and domineering, or you always date women who leave you or who don't trust you or who aren't trustworthy or who don't communicate. And, and all of these are patterns. Okay. And it's not bad. It's okay. Right. Um, everybody's got them. Everybody has got them. Um, and, and it's, it's a totally fixable thing. So if you're in a pattern that's causing you pain, then you can, you can do something about that. Okay. The trick is just to understand what it is that's attracting you to that thing that's not working for you. Okay. So we'll go into that a little, little bit in a minute. So, so again, so back to how do you tell what's drama and what isn't. So if nothing significant shifts or moves or develops after you fight, <clears throat> problems never get solved. They just flare up and go back down. Okay. Um, another way you could tell uh, that it's drama is that you notice that you're not growing in your relationship. Now I'm saying relationship, but this can be friendship too, you know, or, or family. This is, this is an every, every type of relationship. I'm using relationship in like the, the, the literal term, you know, if, if you, uh, if you pass me on the street, um, we have had a relationship of some kind, you know, maybe I saw you and smiled. Maybe I saw you and smiled. And you didn't see me. Maybe you smiled at me. I didn't see you because I was on my phone. Maybe we didn't even notice each other, but that's some sort of you know, that that's a relationship, right? So, so, so notice this, you know, if your relationship with your sister or brother, um, you know, with your friends, with potential mates, with relationships, with romantic relationships, right? So, so if you notice, because again, these don't move, right? You're having the same argument over and over and over again. Your, um, your problems never get solved. They just flare up and go back down again. Okay. So if you're experiencing all of that, then that's, that's drama. Okay. Because you're in that circular hamster wheel 
I keep changing the animal. Rat, gerbil, hamster. It's going to be like a salamander wheel next. I'm very excited about it. Um, if, you, if you're on that hamster wheel, okay, you're not moving. You're not growing and developing as a person. You're, you're sitting there dealing with the same old shit. Okay. So that's really important. You're going to keep dealing with the same shit. And, and here's the other thing too. It's kind of a common misconception that um, people tend to think that if they keep doing the same thing over and over again, they'll get different results. That's crazy. That's, that's literally that, that's, that's, that's crazy logic. Okay. Um, so people stay in these relationships with drama. They're like, Oh, you know, it's like this now, but like, you know, it'll be fine and or we'll work it out or she's just stressed because of X, Y, and Z or, you know, we had a hard time because X, Y, and Z happened. And it's, you know, people are who they are. Okay. So if you've had a great romantic relationship or a great relationship of any kind with this person and then something happens and they go through a period where they're, they're in grief, you know, they're mourning or they're, um, you know, stressed or they're working hard because they're finishing their degree or, you know, whatever fine. But if it started this way and it's always been this way or it started great and now it's been this way for quite some time, you need to look at whether or not you should be in that relationship. Okay. Do not assume it's going to change if you do nothing. Okay. That's crazy town. Do not assume that something will change if you do nothing. If you don't change anything, nothing changes. This is all about you. Okay? So you're not growing in the relationship. That's one way to tell that it's, that it's drama. Okay? Uh, you're always dealing with the same shit. That's the next one. Always dealing with the same shit. Okay? It kind of um, follows you like a little storm cloud in the, <laughs> in the uh, uh, cartoons when we were kids. Um, it, you know, somebody would be having a bad day and they just, um, you know, they're, they're walking around like with a little storm cloud over there. You know, it's always raining on them, but only right where they are. Okay. Um, and this is, this is the effect that it has. Okay. And it affects you mentally and emotionally and physically. You're less healthy. This will eventually lead to health problems. Okay, if you're stressed 100% of the time, or even 50% of the time, that's gonna, it's, it will eventually get physical. Okay, so be aware of that. It's not just like, oh, it's fine, but like when it's good, it's good. And, you know, she's really cute. Great. Is it worth your health declining? How good could the sex possibly be? <laughs> and is it worth it? And that's, the, that's what you're gonna need to ask yourself. Okay. So always dealing with the same shit. Definitely drama. Um, another note, don't confuse passion with drama. Okay? Um, they're not the same thing. You could use the word drama because it's dramatic um, for both. But what I'm talking about is, is drama and sort of more the, you know, um, urban dictionary type of term. You know, the, um, the sort of commonly used um, definition of like always dealing with shit, always fussing about something, always um, arguing or in spats or whatever. Um, whereas some people have relationships that have, you know, big arguments and then big makeup, you know, like big highs and big lows. And that's fine. If that's what you want, that's fine. That would be dramatic in another term, right? That's a dramatic relationship um, because of the, the sort of extremes one way or the other. Um, most people find that not to be able to... Do, do not find that sustainable. Okay. Most people can't make that work. Um, but some people do. Okay. I've dated Latin men in the past who, you know, we had that type of relationship. 
And that, that was what it was. And it wasn't, you know, drama in the sense of, of what I'm talking about here, but there was drama to it. So, so, but, but, but there's still moving forward. Is there still moving forward? Okay. Um, is it, are you still growing? Do you, have you learned things about who you are now, as opposed to a few years ago, that type of thing. Okay. And then the last one is that drama, you can tell it's drama because it creates strife, stress, and unhappiness. Okay. And doesn't solve any problems or move forward in the slightest. All right. So that's really the, the main way to identify that it's drama. Okay. Drama creates strife, stress, and unhappiness. Okay. It doesn't solve any problems. You don't grow from it and the relationship never moves forward. Okay. So that's how you know. So, so once you do know that it's drama, okay, you, you know this, you know, you're in, you're in something that's, that's creating useless drama as opposed to, you know, handling conflicts in a healthy way and moving forward. Um, I want to emphasize again that drama, this is not just about people that you're dating, okay? And it's not necessarily people that you're um, uh, romantically interested in and, and not dating. Like, that's very common too. Like, in the dating process or when you've just met someone, there's could be all of this uncertainty and all of this... Um, drama, right? Around, uh, around this. Okay. Like, um, you know, when you're meeting people, like she, she's avoiding you or you, you know, you feel like you had a good time, but you can't nail down a time to meet. Um, you know, you're, you're sending out texts. She doesn't text you unless you text her first, or she doesn't respond all the time. Um, and you're uncertain whether or not she's into you or she's always saying she's just busy. It's like uh, drama. Okay. See, I'm like, I'm always fussing. I'm in a constant state of uncertainty and I'm not getting out of it. It's not like, oh, I didn't hear from you for a few days. I was uncertain whether or not you were still interested. And she goes, oh no, I'm sorry. You know, I was at a music festival and I was out of reception for four days and I forgot to tell you before I left. Okay. Um, but that sort of perpetual, like, oh, I wonder if she's interested. Is she interested? She says she's interested, but I'm not getting all these. And I'm going to do an episode on this in particular. Um, how to tell whether or not she's into you pretty soon, because that's a really, um, that's a really uh, popular one. I find a lot of the men who come to me as clients, um, they, they're unable to read the signals. Okay. So they're not clear on, um, on, on whether or not she's, she's into them. Okay. So, um, we'll do an episode on that as well, but you know, just, just so you're clear, like that's, that, that could be drama here as well. Okay. Um, so what's actually happening. Okay. So what creates drama and, and why is it, what's the real problem here? Right. What's actually happening. And this may be a little difficult to digest. Okay. But bear with me. The first thing that you have to understand is that something about you is drawn to that kind of relationship. Okay. You like it. <laughs> Basically some part of you likes it. Okay. And that can often be hard for people to hear because they go, no, no, there's definitely, definitely not. I definitely do not want, um, you know, she's always freaking about, out about one thing or another and it's awful and I hate everything about it. There's nothing that I like about it. Okay. Well, some part of you enjoys it. Bam. Mic drop. Okay. How do I know? All right. You're like, nope, definitely not true. Fine. Look at your actions. Okay. Don't even take my word for it. Look at your situation. Okay. Look, watch your actions. You keep coming back to it. Right? You've had lots of chances to, to get out of it, to kick it to the curb, and you haven't. Okay. So you continue to be drawn back like a moth to the flame. Okay. 
And you may even still be thinking, no, I haven't had any chance to get out of it. I haven't had any chance to get out of it. But the thing is, every morning that you wake up, you get up and you decide to stay in the relationship (laughs) by virtue of not leaving it. Every single day you choose to continue it. Okay. You may not make that choice consciously. That's the whole problem. But you stay, which means you choose that over leaving. Okay. So that's how you know that some part of you enjoys it. Okay. Now, that part that enjoys it may be unconscious. Okay. Consciously, of course, you may think you hate it and it's a pain in the ass and you wish it would stop. And that's because it's not serving you. You're right. That's what makes it drama. Otherwise, it would be fun. Okay. But something deep inside you keeps drawing you back. Right. So this is where attraction comes in. Something about this type of relationship. Okay. If you've had one before, if you have, have, you know, if you're resonating with what I'm talking about here, then something about you is drawn to that type of relationship. Could be a lot. Could be all your relationships are like this, your romantic relationships, your friendships. Could be that you've only had one or two. Could be that you're in one now. Could be that most of your relationships are great, but a couple are like this. Some part of you is interested in this. Okay. So why does that tend to be the case? Well, you know, it, it could be a lot of things. I don't know, you know, why exactly you're drawn to it. Okay. But most people, uh, I do know that it's very common for people to be drawn to um, uh, drama oriented relationships because there's life force there. There's energy. Um, you know, like some people will hate conflict and fighting, right? And some people love it and are drawn to it and will really jump into the fray. Okay. Those people um, tend to find a lot of life force in arguing in fighting. You know, when there's anger, it's like there's a lot of life force going through your system. You're like, you know, you've got energy, you're mad about this and you're giving opinions about that. And then you, okay. Um, so, so, so there's a lot going on as opposed to a time when you're like maybe meditating or being content when there's a lot less life force. So by life force, I just mean, I mean like, like literally life, there's more life in, um, being angry. Okay. If you look at it in a certain way, there isn't really, that just seems that way because it's more powerful. Um, so. So, um, so you keep coming back to this, this drama and often it's because, you know, there's excitement, there's life force, there's, well, something's going on. I could be at home by myself, not doing anything, but I'm with this chick fighting, which I don't enjoy, but at least I'm doing something. Okay. Or it could be the way that your parents, you know, what your parents modeled for you. Okay. Um, maybe your mom was passive aggressive and your dad was, you know, would, would stonewall her or was emotionally vacant or was aggressive or something like that. Okay. So it's possible that you learned that this is how relationships just are. Okay. So, so if that's the case and, and, and there are ways to, to find out on your own, um, what these are. Okay, and I'll go into that uh, uh, in, in a little while here. Um, I'm going to give you an exercise that you can look at, um, that you can do yourself on your own. And, um, and really look at, you know, what it is that's drawing you to these relationships. Okay? So once you've sort of accepted that, that there, there's something in you that's drawn to this, that, that some part of this is voluntary. Okay, that's very, very, very important. Because again... Well, you, you know, the extent to which you don't take responsibility for your life, it is to that extent that you are a victim. Okay. You can't solve something that's somebody else's fault. You just can't. But you can look at your life, even if it's pretty blatant that it's, you know, looks like it's their fault. You can look at your life. Hmm. What does this mean for me? What does this represent for me? Where have I, where could I have done better? Okay. That's how you improve yourself. That's the secret to everything right there. So, so the second, so the first thing you have to understand is that you're attracting this. Okay. Some part of you is drawing this to you. You're attracting it. You like it. You want it on some level. Okay. 
The second thing that you need to understand when you're sort of in these relationships is that you're dealing not just with an emotional pattern or, um, or, or, or a unique situation, you're literally dealing with addiction. Okay? You're addicted. That's, that's the situation that's happening. You're in this relationship that, you know, is, is causing you all the stress and you're in it anyway. That's an addiction. Okay. You, you literally need more. So even though, even though you know, you, you know, it's not good for you, you keep going back for it. Okay. To kind of get that rush, to get that high. Okay. And, you know, maybe they're, you know, I've had guys that are attracted to crazy women. Blah, 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 blah. They're really hot. Like, okay, that's great. <laughs> so how much do you want to be with someone very hot? Is it enough that you are willing to spend your life, you know, doing these things, spending your life in drama, spending your life, you know, fighting, unhappy, not moving forward. Okay. And also, by the way, there's a lot of hot women that are not the slightest bit crazy. So please don't, that whole like ratio of hotness to crazy is, is a really unfortunate, um, <laughs> uh, myth that's going around. Okay. Um, that is not accurate at all. Okay. Um, and you don't have to be with someone crazy to be with someone hot and you don't need to be with someone crazy at all. Okay. But if you're in one of these relationships, there really is the state of addiction. Okay. Cause you really think that you need it. You know, you, you probably, if you haven't experienced it yourself, you probably had a friend who's been in an incredibly shitty relationship for just ages and ages and ages. Right. So, you know, they're, they're always off and on. He's, you know, talking about her constantly, you know, fussing, just fussing, fussing one way or the other. She's coming towards, she's going away. I love her. I hate her. You know, it's like, oh God, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> so anyway, so what you have to understand is that people in those situations, you know, you'll sort of just say to them, um, God, just, you know, just cut it off or find someone else or whatever. And they keep going back to it. Um, and that's the addiction. Okay. So even though all their friends are telling them it's a terrible idea, you know, their friends who have their best interests in mind, who they trust normally and who have never, <laughs> not like their, their girlfriends in the past, whatever. Um, you know, you may, you may know this person who will just go against absolutely everything and, and, um, and go back to these, these damaging relationships. So there really is an addiction element, okay? And that's really quite important because, um, because otherwise you can get really into self-blame. You know, like, God, I really should, you know, I should leave her, I should do all these things. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, if you're addicted to heroin, you probably have thoughts like, maybe I should really get off heroin. But you can't that easily, right? Most of the time. I don't know, I've never been addicted to heroin. But um, <laughs> I'm sure that's about, that's about how it works. <laughs> so... Um, so the addiction part is, is really important because unless you know that you're addicted, you think that you're right. You're like, yeah, you know, I, I know that she's dumped me 13 times and I've lost five years of my life to this relationship and, um, you know, whatever, but she's really changed and it's going to be better now. And, you know, da, 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 da. you know, <laughs> it's a really good question as to whether or not, a relationship can change um, to that extent. That that'd be an interesting um, that'd be an interesting thing to discuss. I may actually even do an episode about that at one point because people will often be, especially in these sort of drama oriented relationships, um, will come back to it after you know after a breakup or after. Um, a big talk and all of a sudden everything's different and you know, can that happen? I won't say that it can't. Okay. However, usually by the time you, you create that much change, like there's, there's too much history. There's too much, um, the, the, the negative patterns are too entrenched so that kind of no matter how much you change, you're still going to end up getting pulled back into them and have the same problems again. Okay. 
So, um, so while you're in that situation, it may look like you're, um, you know, you're, you're just, things are different, right? That's just hard to hear that, that person in your life say, right? Oh, it's different this time because it's, um, you know, she's had this big realization and, you know, it's all going to be different from here on, from here on, okay? And, and I really, really, really caution you about using that logic, okay? So if you hear yourself sort of saying that, really take some time and, and examine what really makes you think, other than like, I can feel it in my heart, okay? What really makes you think that this is going to be different this time? Okay. What's, 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 what's really different? What's really shifted that you can feel so confidently that things are now, are now going to be different? Okay. Because that tends to be the, the, addic the addiction speaking. Okay. So really, so really be aware of that. Okay. Um, be aware of it even, you know, even as far as your, you know, in your language. Okay. So, so really, really highly be, be suspicious. <laughs> I don't usually say that, but be, you know, be a little suspicious of that type of, of thinking, you know, why would it be different now? Why on earth would it? You know, and be smart. Okay. Um, you know, look back at the pattern. Okay. Well, it's been this way. It's been X for a year. Why would it be Y now? Okay. So, so what's the solution? All right. How, how do you actually, how do you actually get out of this type of situation? Okay. The first part, again, you have to acknowledge that some part of you enjoys the drama. Okay. If you, if you still think that everything's happening to you, then you're just powerless. You, you can do absolutely nothing. Okay. So, so if you're, if you're willing to, to admit, to acknowledge that some part of you is really into that, then, you know, the next step is, okay, what part, right? How do I know what is um, what is attracting me to this, this type of relationship. Okay. So give us a try. Right, I've got an exercise for you. Um, take a few minutes, go somewhere quiet and close your eyes. Take several deep, slow breaths and become aware of your body. Okay. From this place, let your mind drift back to those relationships, okay? Those connections that were, um, that were really creating drama and stress and conflict in your life, okay? And I want you to get very, very honest with yourself. When you feel like you're clear and you're quiet inside, I want you to think to yourself, if you had to pick one thing that you enjoyed about that relationship, what would it be? Okay. If that's easy for you, pick one thing about the stress itself. What do you like about being in a, a, not just that particular relationship, but any relationship that has drama in it? What do you enjoy about that? Maybe you feel like you're fixing her problems. Maybe you're feeling like, you know, as though you, um, you know, you could help. You're saving her. You're rescuing her. Um, maybe a part of you, um, yeah, that, that, that can be really powerful, feeling needed, feeling useful, right? Maybe you just like the excitement and you're afraid of getting bored if you have a, a normal relationship. Maybe you think that's normal and all relationships are just like that. Okay. This can go pretty far. Okay. 
And then while you're having, while you're asking yourself these questions, really let the answers come to you. Okay. And write down whatever comes. Just write it down. It may sound totally stupid, not make any sense. Just write it down. Okay. Let yourself be open. Okay. Because the answer may surprise you. And that's really important, you know, in all these types of work. And I do a lot of this, um, this type of thing because this type of self-reflection is where you find your answers. Okay. And then you've got the answers and you're done. So, so really let yourself sit openly, let the answer come to you and then trust whatever you get. Boom. Done. Okay. If more comes to you, great. Write more. But don't uh, filter it. Okay. Don't go into shoulds. Um, you know, don't sort of um, say, oh, well, that doesn't make it. That's not the right answer. The, the, you don't know what you're looking for. So don't worry about whether it's the right answer or not. You're not going to know. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the way to find the right answer is to stay open and let yourself be surprised. That's how you know it's the one. Okay. So, so give that a shot and see what comes out. And then really, really sit with and think about that answer that you got. You know, where, where is this a pattern in other areas of your life? You know, do you create drama for other people sometimes? Do you sort of, you know, when you're feeling insecure or unhappy, do you sort of splash your issues around, you know, on other people? Or do you take responsibility? Do you sort of contain, contain yourself when you're struggling? You know, you can sort of know those, those chaotic people that kind of, um, I say splash the energy because energetically that's how it kind of works. There's like throwing energy everywhere. Um, and it can be, it can be kind of exhausting to be around. So, so that's the first step. Okay. Um, figure out what attracts you to this type of relationship and, and, and sit with that. Okay. Mostly that will move it from there. Okay. Then let's talk real world. I mean, let's talk uh, physical world. Okay. You need space. Okay. It is way harder. And I mean, way harder to turn this kind of thing around when it's still right in your face. Okay. If you are in a relationship with a woman who is kind of crazy and you've been at it for a while um, and you're in it, it's extremely difficult to get out. Okay. And it's even more difficult to change while you're still in the relationship. Okay. Because it's compelling. It's very, very strong. <clears throat> Drama is very powerful. You know, um, it's like gossip. There's like, there's negative pleasure in it. It feels good. It doesn't like make you feel good. Like, doing something really good makes you feel good. <laughs> you know, if you, uh, you teach something to a child or you serve at a soup kitchen or you, you know, climb out in nature or something, there's things that make you feel really good in a different way. But then there's things, there's, there's negative pleasure, right? Um, and that's extremely powerful. Okay. So, so know that. Again, this is about knowing what your situation is. Uh, if you don't know that you're addicted, then you're, you're not going to be able to, you know, you're going to be uh, fighting uphill. There's sort of a Sisyphus um, element there of, of having to, you know, push the rock up the hill and then just letting, you know, the rock falls down and do it again. Um, and that's actually a great, <laughs> that's actually a great metaphor for these types of relationships. Um, uh, uh, Sisyphus was a, was a mortal in Greek mythology who, um, got banished to, um, in a, this sort of special state, you know, by the gods. Um, and his, his punishment was that for, he, he needed to push this huge rock up a hill. Um, and then we got to the top, the rock would just roll back down again. He would do it again. Okay. And he had to do that for eternity. So moral of that story is don't piss off the Greek gods because they got some fucked up justice systems happening over there. But more relevantly, um, that's what these drama relationships are. You're always, always, always working uphill and you're never getting anywhere. 
Okay. It's just repetitive. It's just cycle. Okay. So in order to get out of this, you need to create space for yourself. If you can't break it off where you are um, to say, you know what I need, um, you know, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Then take some space. You know what? I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I don't know. Figure it out. You know, stand up for yourself. What do you need? Uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to move out for a month. Let's just take some space. And then space, no texts, no, no phone calls. Every time you get something, you get a, you know, you get a little text um, reminder that you're back in the pattern. Okay. In order to remove yourself from a pattern, you have to actually remove yourself from the pattern. Okay. You can't put yourself in the way of temptation and then expect yourself to do something that's monumentally difficult, like breaking off a relationship like this. Okay. So help yourself out, you know, take a baby step, but take a complete baby step. Like I need a break for this long. Okay. Um, and then take a break and don't text, don't email, don't be in contact, set that expectation ahead of time. And then, and then take the space that you need to, to, to take stock. Okay. And once you've got the distance from it, then you can start seeing it with some more perspective. Okay. So, so that's really important. Okay. Um, it's again, it's way harder to turn this kind of thing around when it's still right in your face. Okay. Cause it's exciting. You know, there's life force and you're in the pattern and it works on some level. You know, there's something about it that you like again, or you wouldn't stay in it. Okay. So, so it does work on some level and you can get addicted by that. You can be like, well, it's going to break it off, but you know, at least I'm not alone. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yes. What's that worth to you? How, how much stress and irritation and ill health and, you know, upset frustration in your life are you willing to trade for not being alone? You know, and then maybe if you feel you might be up for it, Okay, maybe you can try risk being alone. See if that's even as bad as you think it might be. Okay, so, so you need to remove yourself entirely from the situation, okay? It, it works on some level and you're used to it. That is extremely powerful. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of inertia in life a lot of times. And if you've been in a pattern for a long time, especially if this is not your first drama-filled relationship, then you'll be, you know, plodding along. You'll just keep doing the same thing. Okay. So being used to it, you know, it's, it's familiar. Well, at least I know this. It's better than being alone because I don't know what that's going to be like. That's a huge motivator, people. It may not seem like it is, but it really is. Um, you know, your, um, even if you're not happy, you know that you're safe. You know that you can at least survive this because you're surviving now, right? And so a lot of times people won't change because it's better to, you know, it's like the, the, the devil you can see is better than the devil that you can't. Okay. And that's fine. Okay. But while you're in that, unfortunately, you're, um, you're not going to be able to to live life fully. You know, you're not at 0%, but you're never going to get above 20 because you're holding yourself at 20. You know, 20% of life is not a very fully lived life. Okay. So, so back to space. Okay. Um, yes, you're in a pattern. It, it works on some level and you're used to it and that's powerful, but you cannot solve a drug addiction if all your friends are doing heroin on the weekends, right? It's already hard enough to get yourself off drugs. <laughs> you know, putting yourself in the way of temptation is, it's, it's going to be virtually impossible. You know, it, it can be done. It's just way, way, way harder. All right. So there can be no you know, you need to remove yourself entirely from the situation. There could be no only one text a day or, oh, let's still be friends or I'll still, you know, go to you to your mother's thing on whatever. If it needs to be broken off, it needs to be broken off. Okay. You need to recreate the experience of rehab. All right. That's why people go to a place for rehab. 
you know, they turn their phones off. They're, um, you know, they're not, you know, living at home. They're not in these places where these patterns have, um, have taken root in their lives, you know? Um, and there's a reason for that. Okay. You need to be totally separated from it in order to get back on your feet. Okay. So be brutal. Okay. If you're, if she's texting you that she's in town and you're like, Oh yeah. You know, do you want, do you want to see me, honey? And you go, Oh yeah, maybe that's not a no. You know, the no needs to be no, thank you or whatever. Okay. So you need to recreate that sort of rehab for yourself because at that point you can't trust your instincts or reactions anymore. Okay. Because they're all coming from within the addiction. So really all you can, you know, you need to rely on outside input and, and and a complete cutoff. Okay. If your friends have always told you about how horrible she is and what terrible effect she has on you and your friends, you know, you feel strongly have a good, you know, have your best interests in heart, then, you know, listen to that. Contemplate that. Think about that. Okay. And then give yourself the space to move on. So, so how do you know when you're out of the drama? Okay. Um, you know, from within it, it's really difficult to see, but the state that you get out of when you're out is awesome. Okay. Um, I was never huge into drama myself, but you know, I engaged in it from time to time and, um, in a lot of other sort of self-destructive behaviors. Um, and you know, I found myself unclear all the time. I was stressed all the time. I didn't really know. Um, you know, there was just all this, all this really drama, I guess, going on in my system all the time. Um, and, and it was exhausting and, and not productive. So when I, when I dropped it, this incredible clarity came. It's like all the extra shit wasn't there. It's just the stuff that matters. There was a lot more space in my life. I'm actually just realizing that how true that is now. Um, so clarity is a big, um, is a big one there. Um, you'll experience a more positive state of mind. Huge. Okay. You won't have that, um, you know, a storm cloud over your head all the time. You know, you're, you're free. There's a freedom in it that is absolutely spectacular. It's intoxicating. Okay. Because you're not always being held down and wrapped up in this bullshit 24-7, right? So you're in a more positive state of mind. You don't always have the latest issue hanging over you. Okay. Um, that's what I found with my friends who are in these drama-oriented relationships is that you know, have the, the latest issue. It's always this and that. It's always, oh, well, this time she said, could you believe she said that? And then she texted me this. And then two minutes later, her friend texted that. So I know that she was lying. And it's like, all oh, you're like, oh my God, stop. Stop. This is for children. Okay. There are more pressing things in life. If you don't have any, go find some. You can do a lot of good in this world. Um, so you don't always have the latest issue hanging over you. You have less stress. Okay. You are lighter. You are more open, more relaxed, more present. Okay. These are the effects of really culling this shit from your life. And I'll say just one more thing too, is that if you have, um, friends who are in these types of relationships a lot or in one of them, you know, for a long time, you need to have a serious discussion with yourself about whether or not it's in your best interest to have those people around. You know, it can be awful to cut friends off. Um, and it's never a pleasant thing to do. And it's always terrible. And, you know, this is your health and your life. How do you want to spend it? So maybe, you know, you're listening to this whole thing and you're like, Oh, this is really great. But I, I just, I have no problem with that in my life. Do you have friends who are, you know, do you feel like you're helping them when they're talking to you? Are you playing therapist? You know, all these sorts of things um, are, are worth looking at, you know, who are you hanging out with? You know, who are your friends and are they bringing this type of thing into your life? Okay. So some of that can sound a little bit harsh. Um, and, and maybe it is, but it's, 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 you know, it maybe needs to be, you know, drama is very, very sticky, very seductive and people are in it all the damn time. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. We covered a lot of material here. Um, I hope it didn't go for too much for you. If you'd like to um, to come into 
uh, come on to Twitter and send me a note. Um, if you have questions or feedback or comments, please feel free to reach out at Dominique Drew. And um, if you're interested more in, in you know, delving into your issues on a deeper level, then check me out at DominiDrew.com. And I'd be happy to, uh, you can send me a message there and I'll be happy to answer your questions. So thank you very much for joining me. I really hope this has, um, this has been helpful for you. This is a very powerful area of life. It can be sticky and it can be um, frustrating. So stick with it um, and really stand up for yourself. Okay, this is a place where you can prioritize yourself and that's appropriate and healthy. Okay, so all the very best to everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.